Welcome to the Story by Design show, hosted by yours truly, Becky Lloyd Pack. I'm here to use my storytelling superpowers for good and share with you everything I know about building an authentic, person-led brand that resonates with your people, aka those that actually want to buy from you, and makes it super easy for them to say, hell yes. On this podcast, I'm giving you my best advice, trainings, and reflections so you can grow your business by saying exactly what you mean and meaning exactly what you say. No more playing small, my friend. It's time to step up and tell the world about the change you're here to create. Hello, gorgeous humans. Ah, niching. What a topic. I know it's not always the most exciting thing to talk about, but oh my gosh, having a clear and specific niche honestly is game-changing for you and your business. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Now, ultimately, your niche defines the audience that you serve. However, the common issue that I see is essentially around the idea of how we can define this, how we can define what our niche is. And from so many conversations that I have, I know this trips a lot of people up because we think we have to do it a certain way for it to be um, good enough, if you like, or for it to be in line with the business guru's advice or whatever other BS. But honestly, niching and having a clear niche is so important. It is the difference between really your content and your business and your results being a bit meh versus them being truly magical. It's the difference between somebody reading your content or your website or engaging with you and being like, oh, that sounds nice. Oh, yeah, that's super inspirational. Oh, that sounds cool. Versus them being like, oh, my God this is me. You are speaking to me. I need your help. I trust you. Yes, let's do this. How can I work with you? I really want to go that next step because I know that what you have to offer is exactly for me and someone who is in my position. So that is why we want to get clear on it because they're the kind of results that we obviously want to be creating. We want to work with people who really value what we do, who get it, who are excited to take that next step with us. Now, it's hard, (laughs) right? Defining a niche can be hard. And there's really two reasons or two main reasons I see behind this. And the first is because we have to make a decision and it's terrifying that we might get it wrong. And I say wrong in air quotes, but obviously this is a podcast, so you can't see me. But I did do the little air quotes then because one of my beliefs is actually there's no such thing as a wrong decision. Everything brings learning. However, because we know our niche is so important, the impact of not having it clearly defined or having it be not quite right or not super effective for us, that can be a source of fear. And the other reason which I think it's so hard to pick a niche, particularly if you are like me, you know, we do what we do because we want to help people. We want to serve people. We want to bring joy into the world. We want to create our own freedom. And we're doing this not just to make money. It's about so much more than the money. And And choosing a niche and getting specific, it does require us to be somewhat exclusionary. It does require us to say, these are the people that I want to help. And these are the people that I'm going to talk to, and I'm not going to be trying to talk to or serve these other kind of people. 
right? And that can feel really uncomfortable for a lot of us because we want to help everybody. I get it. I want to help everybody too. But really that old adage of if you try and serve everyone, you end up serving no one is so, so true. And I know you know that, but sometimes the thought of niching and the fear of it can be so strong that we don't let ourselves be specific. And the thing is, When we get specific, that allows us to play bigger, right? But it can often feel on kind of that real basic level that it's the opposite, that if we get more specific, we're going to be serving less people. But I guarantee you the opposite is true, but you need to actually take that action to prove it to yourself, right? You need to make that commitment to, no, I really do want to make a tangible and meaningful difference in the lives of other humans. And so I'm going to commit to getting specific. I'm going to commit to picking a niche, to defining it in a way that feels good for me, because I know that's how I'm going to have the most impact. And who knows, maybe in years to come when your business is thriving, it's growing. If you want to help everybody, hire a team, build other businesses, do more magic, uh, more magical things in the world. But for now, if you are in the position where you've already had, you know, you've gained some traction, you've kind of figured out like, yeah, I kind of know what I want to offer. I know what I want to sell. I have an idea of the person. You have seen some results, but you know that you're not reaching your full potential. There's a chance that the reason you're being held back is because you are not yet specific enough on who that dream client or customer is, who your ideal niche is. So that is what we're going to talk about in this episode. But just before we dive into all the juicy bits, I did just want to say, if you are in that position where you're ready to get a little bit more specific, you're ready to take that next step and really embrace that next level of business for you and just play a little bigger than you already are now and really fulfill more of that potential that you know you have, I really want to encourage you to check out the brand Chrysalis, which is my next 90-day group experience kicking off in March 2022. Now, I will, of course, be aiming to enlighten you as much as possible as I can in this episode and really just help in whatever way, but within the brand Chrysalis, it's really about putting this stuff into practice and learning by doing, not just trying to take on more information and file it away and add it to add it to our to-do list as yeah, I'll get clear on my niche later. No, the brand Chrysalis is all about going, cool, this is the week we're gonna do it, and we're gonna support you to take action and put this stuff into practice too. Now, the overall focus of the brand Chrysalis is really about using content to consistently attract those butterfly clients, aka the ones that make your tummy flutter, those people that you are just so excited to work with. And when I say clients, it can be clients or or customers. The brand Chrysalis is not exclusive to just service-based. The only requirement essentially is that you represent your brand right you are in some way or another the face of the brand even if you don't show your brand uh, even if you don't show your face all that often within the brand chrysalis it's not about me teaching you any particular magic strategy either uh, and particularly you know with niching with this topic that we're diving in today when we cover it inside the brand chrysalis it's not about me giving you a preset conditions that you have to meet. It's really about supporting you to find a way that feels comfortable 
and exciting for you to get more specific and for you to niche down in a way that makes sense for your business and really just providing you with the questions that you need to find the answers that you need within yourself. Because the reason that we need to get clear on who we're trying to serve is because when we know who that person is, when we know our niche, we are then more able to facilitate meaningful relationships with that audience or that person through our content. And that relationship can then be based on mutual respect and trust. And those relationships can then have the potential to evolve into sales and lifelong loyalty. Now, inside the Brand Chrysalis, we're going to be doing this by refining and clarifying what you already know. So we will be looking at, okay, what's your current dream client that you have? Who are the people that you love to work with? And really taking that and refining it and supporting you to learn to apply it more effectively through taking consistent, clear, intentional, messy action. It's really going to be a beautiful mix of working behind the scenes on your business and then putting it into practice on a weekly basis. You can find out more about the brand Chrysalis through my website, which is storybydesign.co. Yes, just.co both .co.uk and .com were already taken, but I wasn't going to let it stop me. So you can head to the website, storybydesign.co, and I will also put the direct link in the show notes. You can then fill out an application form if it sounds like the right fit for you, and we can hop on a call as well if you want to find out more about this. But I just want you to know one thing, the whole application and sales process, and even if you message me on Instagram, um, I'm more than happy to exchange some voice notes via DMs as well. The whole process is about me helping you make a good decision in your best interest. It's not about me selling to you for my own benefit because honestly, I have no interest in bringing people into that program that are not going to be a good fit for it, because it won't serve you, it won't serve me, it won't allow me to fulfill my own mission of really empowering women that have got amazing businesses that are kind of game changers in their own right, because they've rejected the traditional way of doing things. And also, I want to make sure that the community with inside the Brand Crystalist, because it is a group program, is really supportive, is really, really aligned. So you can absolutely trust that I will not be there trying to force you into anything if I don't think it's a good fit for both of us, essentially. Anyway, enough about that. Let's dive into talking more specifically about niching. So just to recap, a niche essentially defines the type of person that we want to serve with our products and services. And the reason that we want to get super specific about it is because ultimately the internet is noisy as F. You can guess what word I was going to say there. But it is. It's super noisy online. There are so many businesses created now, which is amazing, by the way, that we as consumers are almost spoiled for choice right? If we have a specific problem, chances are we can find somebody out there that has a solution to our specific problem. The age of generic messaging has died. It is gone. And if you opt now to think, well, I will just keep it broad in the hopes that it'll just attract everybody, it doesn't work anymore because competition is way too high. And we also, as consumers, we're pretty spoiled in that sense. Again, which is not a bad thing because it means that more of us can find the people that are really going to create that transformation. But what that does for you as a business owner is it requires you to get specific about what you want to do and the impact that you want to create. 
And honestly, our niche really does affect every aspect of our business, along with our sort of innate values and the mission or gifts, talents, whatever it is about us that is special, whatever it is that has got you out of the traditional rat race and made you start your own business, that kind of innate drive paired with the people that you want to serve, this is the backbone of our message and our message affects everything, affects how we show up, it affects the offers that we create, how we position those offers, the content that we create and share, the people that we attract, the conversations that we have, and honestly, just about everything else in your business and your online presence too. I get there is a lot of pressure here. And, I, and I, honestly, this is why niching can be super scary because it, it can be a bit of a deal breaker or a game changer in our business. But you are not alone in this. Just know making a decision to get more specific, even if it is what you perceive ultimately to be the wrong decision, you can always change it. But making a decision and moving forward is honestly 10 times better than trying to please everyone. And it will make your life so much easier. Now, my problem with most of the advice that exists out there around niching is that it really focuses on surface level demographics and surface level psychographics. Now, demographics are things like how old are they? Where do they live? Are they in a relationship? Are they a homeowner? What's their annual income? All that stuff that you have probably seen on ideal client avatar sheets or audience workbooks. There is a big emphasis on demographics. And for some businesses, this will absolutely be relevant, right? If there is something about your product which is age specific, absolutely go for it. Focus on those demographics because they will inform what you do. But for a lot of businesses now, the demographics just are not as important. And so when we limit ourselves to defining our niche by these surface level things, it doesn't really do anything to serve us. It doesn't really give us much information about the content that we create, about the message that we share, and ultimately just ends up being more of a hindrance than a help. So some different ways for you to think about niching. Now, just before I fully dive into this, I'm going to be talking about a couple of different angles about how to think about niching. But I just want you to remember, it's not about just choosing one. Your niche and the way you think about your audience and the way you get specific will be a combination of all of these things. It's just that certain aspects of what we talk about next will be more or less important for you and your business. So I just want you to bear that in mind. Don't get too caught up in thinking, well, I'm just going to niche by this one thing then. That's not going to be super powerful. It's really about approaching it from as many angles as possible. So obviously, if we just think about niching again, it's based on the type of person we want to serve and what we want to serve them with. So it's ultimately the audience that we want to help, the problem that they have, and the skill, service, or offering that we are providing them. So within each of these three core topics, if you like, there are multiple different ways of thinking about it. So if we start with audience, as I mentioned before, most things will tell you to focus on demographics and basic psychographics. But what I want you to do is to really think about what are the qualities about my audience that is relevant to what I'm offering. So instead of just thinking, okay, I want to help 
I don't know, mums get back into a job they want or start a business after they've had a kid, right? That could be a very basic way of thinking about that's the niche I want to help. But we can go so much further with that without really having to then say, okay, well, they're in this age range or they've got X amount of kids or focusing again on any of those basic demographics. We can think about what's their personality like, for example. What is it about them that separates them from other mums that have just had a kid that are looking to either start a business or get back into the workplace or whatever? And again, this is just a really random example. I don't know why I've picked it, but that's what's come to me. So if we think about their personality, are they an introvert or are they an extrovert? For example, if you yourself are an introvert and maybe the reason your business exists is because you've been through this experience, you've created a business yourself now successfully in whatever way and actually you want to help other mums do it. So if we now think beyond that, what's their personality like and you yourself, as I mentioned, let's say you're an introvert, the way somebody who has more introverted tendencies will approach starting a business or getting a job is very different to the way somebody who has extroverted tendencies would approach that same problem. So you can, of course, create messaging that attempts or that tries to appeal to both of these, but you're only ever going to be able to get so deep with that particular individual. Now, depending on what you do, again, just a caveat, whether they're introverted or extroverted might not actually be a big deal because what you help them do is, I don't know, create a killer CV. So actually whether they're introverted or extroverted doesn't really matter because it will not impact the way that they write their CV. However, if it was going to be going to networking events, say that's how you really want to empower these women, well, whether they are introverted or extrovert will influence the way that they view going to networking events. This is really about you being incredibly discerning about what you actually want to bring to people and help people with. What are the qualities about your audience, about that person that are relevant and tapping into those things? So if we take another example, let's say you're a um, business coach, let's say you're a mindset coach, something like that, and you want to help women in business with their mindset. Again, within this, there are so many different personality types that could influence your decision about the message that you create. It doesn't just have to be based on how long they've been in business, which is, again, something that I see quite a lot. People tend to niche by like, okay, well, they are aiming for a six-figure business or they're aiming for a seven-figure business at this point. And we think we need to differentiate between them. But when it comes to mindset, yes, there are going to be certain very specific struggles that a seven-figure business versus a six-figure business will have. However, you don't necessarily have to just walk that path if you believe that really what going to be going through that same struggle ourselves. So for example, if somebody is highly ambitious, let's say that's the kind of individual that you want to help with their mindset. This highly ambitious entrepreneur, whether they're at six figures or seven figures or zero figures, whatever, they may be going through the same struggle of, let's say, self-sabotage and perfectionism and people-pleasing. 
which again sound like general topics. However, the way this will play out for somebody who is highly ambitious, highly driven, will be different against somebody who, for example, struggles with motivation or taking action. You know, this is obviously just generalizing because I'm trying to give you guys lots of things to think about and different examples to kind of open your mind. However, if we take this example of the highly ambitious individual that I'm thinking of, <laughs> that I have made up in my mind, they're probably perfectly okay taking action, but their struggle might be the quality of the action they're taking or what's driving that action in the first place. So if the action is always coming from a desire to prove that they are as good as they think they are, you can talk about it in a way that is highly relevant to them. It's where if you hadn't gone this specific, you might be creating content about self-sabotage from the perspective of someone who calls themselves lazy, right? That's again, another completely different personality type, if you like. The individual that is like, I want to do it, but I just, oh, I know I just get really lazy, but I really want to start a business. I'm really passionate about this thing, but I just can't make myself get off the sofa. I just seem to procrastinate and procrastinate and procrastinate. They are two different individuals that I've described there. And getting specific allows you to connect with the individual that you most feel compelled to serve. Now, again, another caveat to throw in here, coming at you with all the caveats, but I think it's really, really important to acknowledge this because I don't want you to get too bogged down. But depending on where you're at with your business, you could go through a phase of creating content for one of these individual personality types. So let's take the high achiever, for example, that they're super motivated, they're, they're taking lots of action, they're showing up. However, because the place that they're coming from at it is wrong, or every time they show up, they're then played with self-doubt afterwards, you can create content for that individual for a while, see what kind of response it gets, see whether people resonate with it. And if not, if there's something, you know, in your audience or you don't feel able to connect to it because actually maybe you don't have personal experience of that. So it makes it hard for you to imagine what that really feels like. Then you can switch it up. You can try a different angle. You can then be like, okay, cool. Well, actually, I personally, as the coach delivering this mindset work, can much more identify with the procrastination side of things. It's something I have experienced intimately. Therefore, I am much more able to talk about that topic in detail and richness and texture. And so that's what I'm going to go with for a while. And then you start sharing from that perspective and suddenly people are resonating. It's all about putting this into action and not just letting these ideas, these different facets of your niche live only in your head or in theory. We have to put them into practice to see if they resonate. Now, within that personality, that's where you're going to get clarity on that next topic, which is the problem they are experiencing, because their personality will influence the way that they experience the problem that you want to help with. And picking up on people's problems <laughs> is a really interesting one, because what we want to be incredibly careful that we don't do is essentially fabricate people's problems or minimize their problems by being too simplistic or placing too much assumption. And this is where market research is incredibly important. This is where speaking to people and finding out their lived experience and how they interpret their problem is incredibly important. And this is a great example based on my own work, because obviously 
messaging. That's what I work on. This is my specific um, service that I bring to people. But more often than not, people don't necessarily recognize that they have a messaging problem. They will say things like, I'm struggling to generate consistent clients. I really don't know how to introduce myself. The content I'm creating isn't having much traction with my audience. My offers aren't selling. Now, of course, there are tons of reasons why these things could be the case. But I know that messaging is not often at the top of people's list because it's a bit more of an obscure topic, a bit of a less well-known topic, and usually a topic that's tagged on the end of offers that talk about copywriting or somebody who will help you develop your offers. They might mention, we'll talk about messaging. There aren't too many specialists like me in this realm. So I know if I went out there purely just approaching this from, you've got a messaging problem, do you know you've got a messaging problem? My own market research has shown me that people aren't always aware. So therefore, when I approach the problem, I have to be incredibly careful and incredibly diligent about making sure that I am meeting my audience where they're at and acknowledging their own perception of the problem they have. And again, if you are a coach or a consultant in a service that is not as understood by your audience, if the gap between what they think they need and what they actually need is quite large, you have to be extra careful with this. You have to be extra mindful of this. Again, if we go back to that example I used before about maybe helping mums get back into business and they need to write CVs or they want to go to networking events to make new connections, they might not necessarily think that a coach is going to be the right next step for them. They probably just think, I just need to get on and do it and not realize all the mindset blocks or all the ways in which they are stopping themselves or preventing themselves from experiencing and actually taking action on that thing. So again, we need to be mindful about the specific problems that our audience is experiencing and this will become part of the niche that we want to serve and part of the way that we actually define our niche. So for example, for me, there are a ton of different problems that I can talk about in my content but ultimately what I have really landed on and this has been more recently informed and this has again been informed by my most recent market research one of the real problems that people have is remaining consistent that's something that's come up time and time again and remaining consistent in terms of then attracting amazing clients this is one of the things that a lot of the people that I truly want to help are those that know they have great potential, but they are not able to consistently attract those people. And therefore, they're then having to take on clients which aren't a good fit, or they're playing small with their pricing because their confidence isn't in it because they know they're not broadcasting the true value of what they do clearly. And then the final topic for you to think about and the final way for you to define your niche in a really kind of nuanced and broad and textured way while still being really specific is by what you actually offer. And this is where you potentially can be more of a generalist because I know with so much of the advice out there as well, if you are somebody who is a bit of a generalist in what you offer people, you know, you're like, well, actually, I can do so many different things. You can be more general as long as you're really specific about the audience and the problem that you solve. You might say, well, actually, my solution that I can bring to this for you is more of a general approach. And a great example for this is business coaches, really, because you may be a business coach that 
understands the strategy aspect of things you also can support people with their mindset as well and it's a combination of these things that makes your service special so you can be a generalist however it has to be relevant to a specific audience and a specific problem that they are facing if you are a generalist with your services and a generalist with your audience and a generalist with the problems that you solve that's when you can be making your life 10 times harder i'm not saying it's not doable. I'm just saying it's going to be a little bit more tricky to really connect with people on that deep level because there are so many different facets to what you do and who you can help and how you can help them. Of course, if you are a specialist, this is where it does get a little bit more straightforward. So again, me, brand messaging. I've been banging on about it since the beginning of 2019. I didn't land on it straight away with my business, but I did get there eventually. And now this is what I focus on offering because I know that it can help create the results. It's I'm passionate about it. I love storytelling. It comes really easy and naturally to me. So I am able to be a specialist and say I help this particular type of audience, which is women who are the face of their brand. They represent their business online. They align with my values that I put out there as well. So they're fun loving. They're willing to take lots of messy action. And they already do recognize the own potential that they hold within. The problem that they have is that they aren't able to consistently attract the clients that really light them up, that make them giddy with excitement. And an effect of this is that they might be taking on clients which don't fit this bill or aren't able to generate a consistent income through selling their products, for example. And the way that I solve this specifically is through helping them develop a clear message and consistently put it out there to ensure they are attracting those butterfly clients. To follow that same pattern with my pretend business that I made up earlier, the audience might be mums who have just had children and they are looking to get back into the workplace and secure a job that they absolutely love. They are highly motivated individuals. Maybe in their previous career, they were absolutely killing it, but they had to take a step back. And now they're really looking to embrace and excel in their career again. They have that drive, that commitment and ferocity to make it work. But the problem they're experiencing is certain aspects of self-sabotage or self-doubt. Again, this is all an example. I'm not a mum myself, so I really don't know why I picked this example, but you get the picture. You can fill in the blanks yourself. And the service that you offer them could either be something quite generic, like I will take you through not only the job search and applying for jobs and how to create an amazing CV, but also the mindset coaching to go along with that to make sure you're fully prepared. Or you could just purely focus on the mindset and say, I actually, the women I want to work with, they don't need help in that area. They've got it covered. However, it is their mindset that is preventing them from really securing what they want. And therefore, this is the element I know that they need to work on and that I can help them with. So to make this actionable for you, what I want you to do, if you want to get clearer on your niche and maybe both expand it so it doesn't feel so limiting, but also get more specific so that it makes it easier is to sit down and really think about your audience and get specific about the things that actually influence the problem that they have or what you offer. So think about things about their personality type. Is their age relevant? Is whether they're in a relationship relevant or not? Is how they see the world relevant? 
really explore this topic for yourself and use that as the basis for informing your niche. Then I encourage you to go and do some market research, even if you don't have the confidence quite yet to jump on calls with people. You can head into Facebook groups that are relevant to your audience. You can look on Instagram, look at what people are asking for help with. I would not recommend you look at competitors and analyze their messaging to see the problems that they are talking about, because this is when we can ultimately end up perpetuating narratives which aren't applicable. I really encourage you to do that first-hand research if you can, to understand how they see the problem, what they are struggling with, and not just try and push your solution without understanding that first. And then finally, by thinking about your service or your offering and understanding how that influences this niche as well and how you solve them. So, for example, if you're a generalist, that will imply something about the audience that you are helping because they will be looking for a generalist to solve their problem. If you're more of a specialist, that also implies something about the audience that you are helping. And that is where I'm going to leave it today. I hope that's helped you think about niching a little differently, a little bit more expansively, a little bit more meaningfully, and maybe released some of that pressure that you've put on yourself to get it perfect and get it right first time and to really trust that this is an experiment and a learning process. And remember, if you actually do want to stop just taking notes and theorizing about these things in your head, do go check out the brand chrysalis at storybydesign.co or look for the link in the show notes. Enrollment's currently open for that, um, and we will be starting in March 2022. It's an intimate group. There's going to be a maximum of 10 women, and as of recording this, I mentioned it yesterday for the first time, and one space is already gone, so something is telling me that this is going to be filled up quickly, so if you are interested in it, I do highly encourage you to go check it out, And then please do just send me a message on on Instagram. I'm at Becky Lloyd Pack over there. If you want to talk about it, I am honestly here to help you make the right decision because what I want to do is help you get out there, get seen, and really reach the potential that I know is inside you because the more of us that can get paid, that can generate wealth from doing what we love from a place of empathy and understanding and connection, How can the world not become a better place? I look forward to speaking to you next time and have fun getting more specific. And remember, go take that messy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did and want to share it with the world, make sure you screenshot, post and tag me on Instagram so I can come and low-key stalk you and send you some love. To get notified on the next episode of the Story by Design show, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen so you never miss a beat. Go get creative, my friends, take messy action and most importantly, don't forget to have fun with it.